So here's the thing. If I was going to start a a technocracy, okay, if I was going to step start some kind of science religion, the pastors would be called technomages, okay? <laughs> or adjunct blah, blah, blah of the sixth parallel or whatever you said earlier. <laughs> like, that's what they'd be called, not pastor. Like, I would not use traditional religious archetypes and iconogry. Icon, icon, icon. Iconography? Iconography. Thank you. We should do a subject called James Knows This Word but Can't Say It. <laughs> yeah. That'll be our longest episode to date. That's right. <laughs> Nine hours is still going. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to episode 94 of the IO panel. Uh, this is James, and uh, with me I've got my two favorite hosts, uh, the two two uh, two guest hosts this week, Evan and Michael. <laughs> What's up, my dudes? Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael disapproves of, of a little, little uh, pre-show frivolity. Uh so Happy to be on, back. Man. Represent the Dark Carnival, ICP for life. <laughs> Juggalos here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> Represent. Yep. Did you know? Okay, I'm, I, this was not my purpose for for saying that, but did you know that? Um, in I don't think it's federal, but in at least one state, the Juggalos, as we'll call them, have been uh, deemed a loosely associated gang. So cops can pull them over if someone has like a juggalo sticker on their car. So I had heard that the they were on FBI's like terror watch list or something. <laughs> um, so that doesn't surprise me. I had heard that, and they're have, they're fighting to get off the list. I have a feeling that juggalos are really only violent and threatening to each other. Yeah, exactly, and not to who, the public. People who openly hate juggaloism. Right. But otherwise, I think they're harmless. They're just a bunch of drunk, you know, fucking music lovers, basically. Mm hmm. Just give them, I give mean, them meth. Yeah, and, meth uh, and face alone. paint. Yeah, and fucking, and of course, uh, Fago. Fago, yeah, they love that yeah. Fago. They love Fago. What is that? It's uh, a brand of soda. That apparently is only only heard of at ICP concerts. <laughs> they spray it on the crowd, and it's apparently disgusting. It's like it might as well be the Club Monte of oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of 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 you know beverages. It's like, do you like do you like Fresca? Then you'll love Fago Moon Mist. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. The blower is pure disgust on his face. Jeez. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Good Not times, great. good times. Yep. Uh, so, I, I'm just letting you guys know, I finished my uh, tactile to linear keyboard conversion. I had to do it twice, though, because as I was ripping out the little metal pieces, I failed to realize that I was only supposed to remove one of the two that was in each switch. So I had to uh, redo a lot of that, but I'm glad I did it. 
And I would like to retract a statement that I made last week about the Taco Bell fries being good. Um, I tried them again. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently the first batch, they only put like a little bit of the cheese powder on. So it was just a hint of flavor. The second one, it was like they dumped, you know, the fries into a uh, grocery bag full of powder, shook them up and then put them in the container. And I have a feeling that's how they're supposed to be served. And it was disgusting. Mm. Hmm. Not good. No, not a fan anymore. Which uh, is also a reminder for, uh, I think we delegated Mike to create that uh, doc, the SharePoint doc for comparing uh, fast food French fries. And I would, I would like to reiterate. I think we're going to do a survey. Sir. Okay. Survey. That's fine. Um, Last week. I think we were all in agreement that to qualify a, we'll use the word restaurant in air quotes, must have a drive-through. But can we also include Checkers? Because I don't, I don't think Checkers has a drive-through per se. Then you haven't been to the right Checkers. Oh, I mean, I know I'm they have sure walk-up windows. Uh, I've been every- to a Checkers with a walk with a drive-through. Yeah, okay. every checkers in this area has a drive-through. Now, maybe that's not maybe that's not a national thing, but all of ours that I've seen have drive-throughs. Okay, the only one I've ever been to was the one sort of off to the side of Wheaton Plaza when Circuit City was still around. Oh, that's a walk-up yeah. only. Yeah, yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying, Evan, because yeah, me, for a long time, me too. That was the only one I ever okay. went to. Yeah. Uh oh, another me tour. <laughs> me tour. Yeah, it's just like if you said, uh, "Does Chick Fil A have a drive-through?" I would have said no. Because the only Chick-fil-A I've ever been to does not have a drive-thru. Mm, well, a lot of them but, have two now. But uh, I know there's one open now in Rockville Pike, and I'm pretty sure that one has a drive-thru. So. Yeah. So there you go. Good. Let's not let's not forget Sonic, although, let's be honest, they're not going to win. Their whole establishment is, is a drive-in. <sighs> you know, and I feel like Sonic, Sonic they is have a, great. They have a drive-thru also. I feel like Sonic can is a do great both. opportunity to just go eat whatever, but it's like the case of like they do a lot of things mediocrely, you know? It's yeah. like if you want an egg and Texas toast sandwich at 12 in the afternoon, go to Sonic. If you want a good egg and Texas toast sandwich, just go the fuck home, you know? <laughs> it's just... Uh, go home, reevaluate your life, take a nap, yeah. and have a steak. Basically, have a steak like a fucking gentleman with a little scotch on the side. Be a big boy. Mm-hmm. So, how was your week, fellas? How was your week, Evan? It was good. Um, what you said actually just gave me a thought. Would you, if you wanted to waste a lot of money and wanted to do it in a gentlemanly fashion, you could smoke, you could buy a smoker. No, you could build a smoker out of a used uh, oil drum from an exploited country. For the smoke, you could burn money. And then to cook the steak, you could put it in a in a vacuum seal package in a sous vide. But instead of water, the liquid is scotch. Why not just liquid gold? I mean, that would burn it. Do you know nothing of smelting, James? Oh, that melt the uh, plastic. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, the I did. Fine, I did see something a... here about alchemy later on in the show. So, okay, maybe James knows does know something about smelting. I know more than you, motherfucker. No. 
But anyways, besides that, uh, besides that revelation I had, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, my week was just fine. Thank you. Nice. Very cool. And you, James, how was your week? Um, it was fine, actually. Uh, from a technical standpoint, I finally learned what the problem was with why people really want OpenStack on top of Nutanix, and they really want the hyperconverged architecture. I finally understand it, and. He's like, and it absolutely makes no sense. No, okay. You understand their reasoning? I understand their reasoning. I always understood their reasoning, but it took a meeting and a revelation during that meeting for me to understand why they want it. And then I realized, I was like, oh, they don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. That's why they want it. They don't know how it works or what it is and what it's doing. They know it's been mentioned as being part of the future. Yes. So they want they yes. want to get ahead of the game, exactly. And I, I, I talked to uh, I talked to our mutual friend Michael uh, David about this last night, and he's he's of the old school. He's he's a hyper V man all the way through, and you know he's preaching, espousing the 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 tenets of the hyper V lifestyle, and worshiping at the altar of Microsoft and hyper V. Um, I'm not against. It's that. not really old school. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's not old school, but it's not hyperconverged. Hyperconverged is like a completely new school compared to Hyper V. Now, VMware. to be fair, VMware has and is rolling out more of hyperconverged and you know products and and uh, additions to their traditional hyper oh. to their to their uh, V sphere. V someone else sat in a meeting this week. I, I <laughs> not exactly, but but they have a lot of products. Yeah, and I, I think everybody's going to go that way eventually. But um, I do think there's something to the hyperconverged thing. I get it. If you already are invested, it's the way to go. Okay, that brings us to this week's sponsor, Nutanix Hyperconverged Architectures. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently, right. since we're talking about this in the middle of the show, like three assholes. Anyway, the point is, I realize that the people who make the decisions at my workplace don't actually know what this does. So we're having a meeting next week to possibly explain it to them and cut some of the workload down from messing with OpenStack, <laughs> which is fine if you're a small business and you don't know what to get for your virtualization or private cloud situation or whatever. OpenStack's a good way to go. It's very confusing to use and you're going to hate yourself for using it and you're going to have to hire a very expensive guy to figure out how it works. But it's free. So put that money into labor. Yep. Yep. Good times. All right. Michael, what about you? Anything? Um, any revelations about hyperconvergence? I don't even know what hyperconvergence means. So, well, no. <laughs> strap in. Yeah. <laughs> I guess me and the people at James's job don't know what it means. So, so okay. So hold your hands up in front of your face like this. He's like, repeatedly smack yourself in the face. <laughs> He's no, like, no, no. that is now, hyperconverged. <laughs> now, make your palms face each other, fingers spread, as if you're giving an awkward high five. Now, interlock your fingers and curl them over. That's hyperconvergence. Jeez, Louise. Are you uh, serious? I think I get what you're saying. <laughs> but <laughs> So basically, hyperconverged is 
when you when you when you buy your when you buy your virtualization platform, you don't buy like a server with a bunch of storage. You don't buy like a server and then an iSCSI storage device and then um, another thing of compute assets or something like that or something. Some you don't buy a bunch of different devices. There's the compute, the storage, the hyperconverge is like everything's together in one piece. Storage, compute, everything's all together. So. Like if something like if you need more compute assets, you need more storage. Just buy another module. Just buy another module. All the same thing. If something fails, you just it fails over to the next thing. You just pull it out and throw the other module away. Put another module in. You know, it's all one piece from one vendor, not from like a bunch of different vendors and a bunch of different expertise levels to manage. Um, and everything is transparent to everything else in one interface. That's hyperconverged. So hyperconverged. Have another revelation. What? Did all that come from my gesture, or are you just explaining it? Because you explained it very well. No, I knew what you meant by your gesture, okay. but I felt like if you didn't know what it was already, your gesture wouldn't help anyone understand. <laughs> and I'm just explaining it the way I learned. I learned it, which was like it's basically all in one, instead of like. And I this there's a good uh, video article from a guy at Nutanix who talks. He's like the most monotone fuck you've ever seen, and he's actually recorded this on Vimeo, which I think is totally like hilarious, <laughs> but. He's like he has this, and he he has this really monotone way of talking, but the video is very good at explaining hyperconverged architecture, and what Nutanix and other hyperconverged platforms are. So that was how they explained it. And I thought that was a really good explanation. So I actually would not mind a link to that at some uh, point. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it. Thank you. Well, good. Um, I will, while you uh, perhaps look for that, I will start us off with some news. As I'm a fan of the biotech industry, you all know, an Israeli biotech company has uh, successfully completed a four-year test involving their first 32 patients. And they're getting ready to roll out a second test and eventually have their product to market in another, say, four to five years. Now, Mike... You might be asking yourself, what is this product? And I would answer, a cure for bonitis. To get well, a laugh. Then, well, then you, sir, are an insult. To humanity. You're, <laughs> you're an insult to that. No, you, <laughs> I can't even talk. That is yeah. an insult. I'm sorry. That Not you are an insult. That is an insult. How dare you insult my intelligence. To Futurama. To the sufferers of bonitis. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, You're like, so... Grab my bonitis. <laughs> oh, is this the bone growing thing? Yeah. Uh, so I, through some fucking magic, uh, the method that is used in these experiments is basically first you start off with liposuctioning fat out of someone. So, you know, we're already ahead of the game here. We got lots of bones, right? We got, we got a lot of bone potential, That's gentlemen. Right. Um, and oh, like us specifically, yes. <laughs> and so they break down these the liposuction fat cells and extract some damage controlling cells from the fat cells. I tried to look into that, but I couldn't really find anything, uh, you know, that explained it very well. So we'll just go with it for now. Through this magic, they extract the damage controlling cells from fat cells, put them in a what's it called a bio um it's like an incubator it's a bioreactor 
So it's like a, say it's a container or whatever that's made to simulate uh, the environment of a human body. <clears throat> so after two weeks, these new, we'll say bone particles are ready for implantation. And from what I could tell by the article, it's kind of like it's injectable. So maybe like silicon microbead size or something like that. So if you have to have a portion of bone taken out or some, you have some injury or whatever, they can, you know, do this experiment on you basically, or do this performance method and inject you some new, nice new liquid bones. You chill out for a little while and they regrow to uh, reform your, your bone infrastructure. Wow. So it's pretty interesting. Hmm. Bone infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said wow. <laughs> but uh, but no, that's fine. So so right now can they regrow bones doing something else? There are apparently methods. I honestly did not look into them. Um I don't know if it's transplant or they take, you know, like shavings and sort of put them in place as the shaving <laughs> bone shavings. Yeah. And, uh, put them in place and sort of, uh, you know, create a medium around which new bone will grow. Huh. I don't know, but there are, <laughs> there are methods currently in place, uh, to do such things. Now, this is a twofer though. You get, you can get the, the fat sucked out of you. Yeah. And exactly. some extra bones. Exactly. Um, now, if only Jude Law and Ethan Hawke had this technology in, in uh, Gattaca. Yeah, right. Right. You know, what were they doing then? Were they actually doing something similar? Because it's the future. No, they were just genetically engineering perfect people. No, no. no but, but I mean, Ethan Hawke had to make himself taller. So he like cut his shins or they cut his shins and stretched them. But I don't remember how the bones grew back. Did they address that? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to rewatch Gattaca. Yeah. All right. I hmm. just thought that was uh, interesting and cool, cool news for the future of biotech. Well, this is good news for people who have a devil may care attitude. Getting broken bones all the time and stuff, you know. Maybe a devil may care attitude towards bones. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bones. <laughs> Steven Seagal's gonna... <laughs> Either gonna love this or hate this, I'm not sure. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Either more for him to break... Yeah. ...or harder for him to get done his get done His, his war on work. bones is... Yeah. <laughs> ...as a new adversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right. Next article slash video is also mine. Um, it's a, it's a, it's Intel's move towards, uh, <laughs> a hyper-converged augmented reality glasses. Oh and I, I made God. that up just to fuck with James. It's not that it's like their version of Google glass. Yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. Um, it's called the Intel Vaunt. Actually, looks pretty cool. They look like normal glasses, um, with sort of like a Fitbit module on each of the. Uh, God, I don't know what they're called. Things that go on the side of your head. I was about to say like the ear mounts. We'll just call them ear mounts. The frames. 
Uh, yeah, that's probably the correct term. We'll go with ear mounts. Um, so inside of, uh, I believe, just the right lens, sort of like a a bifocal. Uh, now, what's the term when they're like blended? Progressive. Pro- like a progressive bifocal. You know, if you were to look down, I guess that's sort of your reading focal length. Mm-hmm. So these modules mounted to the frame project a laser into that into like I'll say a holographic lattice that is mounted in it's it's embedded in the right lens so that you know if you're looking straight on you don't really see it but if you kind of look down you see like you know driving directions or some other text as it is right now it seems to only be red and you know it's not like you can watch a movie down there but you can see notifications you know cooking instructions stuff like that um so it's it seems fairly unobtrusive but um i thought it was worth mentioning it looked really interesting there will be dev kits coming out in the near future it shoots a low-powered laser into your fucking (laughs) into your eyeball or whatever right yes i believe it i think it shoots it so in the video they say it shoots a low-powered laser onto your retina. However, I think it shoots it onto the that sort of holographic uh, area on the lens, and that reflects back into your eye. So maybe I don't think the laser goes directly into your eye because they don't have that. Uh, at least I don't think they have that sort of angle. Huh. Hmm. But pretty cool. In they were talking. Uh, in the interview to one of the developers and said, you know, where do you see this going? <clears throat> and, uh, you know, there's no definite direction, but he made the sort of correlation between, you know, when smartphones came out, no one knew that Uber was going to be a thing, you know, and ride sharing. So, you know, you can't really say how far this technology will go, but it's a great start. So at the bottom there in my section, I put a link to an anime which we referred to a long time ago in this podcast called Din and Coil, in which they wear plain ordinary glasses as a VR, an AR overlay. And that is like the best representation of what AR can be, in my opinion. It's not a bunch of obtrusive words floating in the sky. It's more like you interact with things and it seems like real in your real world and it's just an everyday thing. You just kind of ignore it and... You kind of have to watch the anime to get it, but it's really it's really cool. And honestly, I was like halfway through or more before I realized what was going on with the glasses because you just for the longest time you think, oh, that dog is real, and then in the halfway through the fifth or sixth episode, the dog glitches out because of what's going on in the series, and you're like, oh shit, this whole thing's augmented reality, and all these kids are wearing augmented reality glasses. That's why some people can't see the dog, mm. you know? and it's kind of interesting. Um, it's kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, dude, I'm waiting for that re- that time. And I, when I saw those glasses, uh, when I saw this this video, I was like, wow, you know, from this is the I think the Verge or whatever did it, did it. and I saw it, I was like, this is fucking cool, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the future right here. Like, these guys get it. Like, small, chill, you know. And right now, it's not 100. percent It's just like a red little words in the bottom. But dude, ten years from now, 
You know, you can beam all the shit right into my eyeball. Give me like a fucking low powered, ra- la- like 256 low powered lasers creating a vi- an image on my eyeball. I'm ready for that world. Like, I'm ready. You know, <laughs> fucking jack me in, burn out my retinas. Let me have it. <laughs> I had a thought that, you know, it should stay sort of as it is now because it's not distracting, it's unobtrusive. But if you think about, you know, if you were in a desert and your eyes were filled with, you know, billboards and buildings and everything, as if you were in New York City, you wouldn't really know a difference. Yeah, exactly. And 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 did you you saw did you watch uh Michael, what's it called? Altered Carbon. Did you see no. Altered Carbon? No. So in Altered Carbon, it's not AR because it's all in their brains. It's in their brains, right, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, it's all in their brains, but they're like bombarded by ads at the lower levels and it's fucking nuts. You know what I mean? It's not cool at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid my fear is that one day we'll be in that world and it'll be like to the point where you can't live unless you have these glasses. But at the same time, if you put the glasses on, there's going to be ads and garbage everywhere. Like, oh, pay this money for this. Oh, you want to get rid of these ads? Pay a monthly fee. You know, uh, you know, um, but that's a great example. And actually, I'm going to post another thing in here, um, an anime that I haven't seen called Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale. That one is another augmented reality thing where everyone's wearing these glasses and they're playing games and it's like they're doing everything in the real world and they're having like sword battles with monsters in the middle of like a busy street. <laughs> like not not in the middle of a street, but like in the middle of a park or something. Right. You know, and everyone knows what they're doing because pe- regular people are watching the battle, but they know if they take their glasses off, it's just a bunch of kids in the park playing, you know, and it was really kind of a cool concept. I thought it was interesting. I have not watched that anime, though, and I heard it was Fairly mediocre, but the tech was kind of cool. So, is that a spinoff from Sword Art Online? Yeah, it's like the it's like a little OVA movie. They're squeezing all the life out of that thing they can. Gotcha. It's so popular. Cool. So, what? Uh, I, there's no price listed for the dev kit. I'm sure information will come out on that later. But Google Glass was like fifteen hundred, I think. Yeah. And Hololens was like three grand. Granted, all from different companies, but hopefully, I mean, I guess the smartest thing Intel could do for this is take, as I'm sure they already will, take a major loss and make these things affordable for, you know, as many developers to get their hands on them as possible. If they're smart, they will. I wonder if they'll do that, honestly. I think, I I think maybe not in the devs, but in the, uh. In the, uh, oh, okay, so before we, uh, so I, I think that it, when it comes to final release, they'll make it, they, that's what someone will have to do. Someone big like Intel will have to fucking take a big L on this and to get everybody to get one. But in the beginning, they're probably gonna fucking soak people like a motherfucker. <laughs> Devs will pay for it. Like a right. dev will pay $5,000 for some test thing that they think might become the future. I'll, I'll be honest with you, in this first iteration we're seeing with one line of red text, probably not going to be the final release if this thing even gets released you know it'll probably more something like along the lines of like because right now people will see this and not be able to envision what they could do with it like yeah okay you can give me some simple information i get a text from joe whatever you know but then you've got to have an interface so that i can scroll through the text message or whatever it's just a whole bunch of things it's gonna be very limited but i think they have to offer more somehow and i don't know how they'll do that but um 
this is uh if you if you get a chance watch this this the opening like 10 seconds of ordinal scale this this the trailer it has like <laughs> it has really cool stuff in it as far as like what the augmented reality offers and then some like really crazy like busy like too much stuff like too much information but it's like you're standing on the street corner and you see like a line going around the street and off the line comes all these shop names and what they sell and deals and stuff. And then you see like, oh, this person, information of that person and this person and like put whatever public information they have up. And you see maps and all kinds of crazy information. And it's kind of cool. It looks it looks interesting. Uh, I'm going to put that in the show notes here, too. Thank you. I guess if you're in ingenuitive if you like to make stuff you could make your own version of that right now if it uh you walk around with a laptop on your back attached to a vr headset oh sure and hope you don't run into too many people you could have like all the yelp reviews walking down the street for every shop around you there's something like that in the netherlands that's someone that they made so you can walk around and see net Dutch history. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So what is Starman or who <clears throat> is Starman? <clears throat> oh. <coughs> Excuse me. So Starman is the guy that's in the Tesla Roadster. Okay. That's now in space. Um, a, a, uh, Self-described space nerd, his name is Ben Pearson, made a website that lets you track exactly where the Roadster is. It's continuously updated. Uh, The website is whereisroadster.com. How does it do this? It is obviously outside of, well, maybe not obviously. Is it outside of our... GPS network. Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, he's just calculating it. He's getting the data from the Jet Propulsion Labs Horizons system, which tracks objects in our solar system. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Really clever yes. way to do it. I didn't think he was actually tracking it. I assumed that he was just, um. You know, making shit up. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I honestly, I mean, space is pretty. <laughs> this is but, a naive statement. Space is pretty big. No, it's, it's over pretty, there somewhere. No, no, no. Space is pretty simple as far as orbits are concerned. <laughs> I mean, you like. I mean, they basically know what direction it went into, and it's not going to go deviate too far unless it gets hit by something. So it doesn't have any propulsion of its own. So it's going to get carried along in an orbit. I mean, you could basically say it went it left going this fast on this trajectory you could kind of assume the direction of the direction and where it's going to be you know with right. The, with right math so yeah that's that's i didn't realize they were they were tracking everything that's pretty cool yeah, they, they track everything they they can i think up to or down to a certain size you know just under the size of a tesla roadster well they can't you know they can't track certain things like if there's a zippo lighter floating around out there they probably can't track well, yeah. that but maybe something the size of a basketball they can honestly that's you pretty know. impressive yeah mm-hmm. they should have put like something on it that it could like 
continuously send out like random little pa- see i would have covered this thing with solar panels and shit and and uh solar panels and a little satellite dish so it could constantly send like stuff back to the to the to the earth like in burst like burst packets of like whatever you know garbage data you know but just, just trash no whatever you know or just pictures of starman's crotch occasionally like every other picture is a picture of his crotch <laughs> just so the so people at jpl be like Dude. what the fuck <laughs> Dude, what if? Have you seen those shit? Those like shit, fake Instagram photos where some person's like stuck in traffic, but in their in the reflection of their sunglasses, there's no one in front of them. Yeah, dude, what if Elon Musk tweeted something out that like stuck in traffic, but it's Starman is like in space. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's all. That's all I wanted to talk about. That's uh, cool. Do you have any idea how they track such objects? It's not like sonar. There's, there's no sound in space. Um, Just out of curiosity, if you if you happen to know, I, I might look. I into don't it. know. I okay. don't know. I'm on the Horizons system website right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, I'm not not clear on how they're actually tracking everything. Okay. But. Uh, Apparently they're tracking all kinds of things in real time. So they're <laughs> we'll get to this later. But perhaps they're tapped into the mycelial network. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, okay. You don't get to be part of that conversation, Mike. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whatever. That's fine. Shall we move on to the next article? Yeah, what do you got there, Mike? So Evan I mean, I get both of your feedback, but uh, I seem to remember us talking about this a while ago. So I remember us talking about, wasn't it Elon Musk was going to build something around here, meaning in the D.C. area? A tunnel? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, I want to say it's in Columbia. Right. So, So this article makes zero mention of who's doing it. But it says D.C. to Baltimore in 15 minutes. Two possible routes named for high-speed train. Okay. I don't think that's him. I mean, it has to be. What else could it be? Like a new rail line? So him is not a train? Him His cars? <laughs> him is not a train. No, him no. it's not a train? <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone would call it a train. I mean, it's very much like a tube. It's a, it's a tunnel, yeah. It's a yeah, that tube thing. And then what? And then you put your car in a train in the tube. <laughs> okay, then. No, no, no. I'm sure it's not that, though. They would have said if it was that. Uh-huh. This is like a Sela version 3. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Washington, D.C. issues. Uh, Washington, D.C. has given Boring Company a permit to, for a possible higher Hyperloop station. Yeah, so whoever sent the article just didn't have... It, this is from a day ago on, on Fortune. So On what? On Fortune. Not for not four chan. F O R T U N E. Ah. It's a magazine for people with money, Michael. You wouldn't know about it. <laughs> like Forbes? Dude, yeah, like Forbes. I remember that reminds me. When we were like doing some cleaning in the basement at Powder Mill and I was throwing away magazines, so I was like, James, you want to keep any of these? He's like, Keep whatever says ink. 
And I'm thinking like, oh, INK, like a tattoo magazine. So all the ones that are INC, which is like money magazines, I'm like, trash, trash, trash. Oh, my God. <laughs> I threw away so many of those. Ugh, I don't even remember that now. I don't know why I was like, keep those. They're important. I don't know why I thought that now. <laughs> that's that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, so I just want to get your take on this. I, I thought this was related to the Elon Musk thing, but maybe not. Maybe this is a completely separate other tunnel slash line to Baltimore between Baltimore and DC, which I find hard to believe, but maybe I, maybe I shouldn't. Could it be a, um, a new maglev line. I mean, it does say maglev here. I assume the Elon Musk thing would use something similar, but I could be wrong. Probably. That's a vacuum. It's a vacuum tube. Like you go to the bank. That's what the Elon Musk thing is. That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, here, though, they do say tunneling could begin in 2020. So they're also mentioning tunnels in this one. Yeah, because the, the boring company does tunnels, Michael. Right. Oh, okay. That's All what right. I'm saying. I'm saying this. I That's why I thought this, they're talking about Elon Musk. But yeah, I think in are. this article, they don't mention Elon Musk or boring company or anything. So I don't know, but they're not talking about any. I mean, why would they give him a permit? Unless they gave a bunch of people permits and they're saying, let's see what the fuck happens. I don't know. This is also by the USA News 9, who's known for their fucking high dot, high level understanding of fucking whatever. You know, who knows, man? Well, they say all the all the information they got it comes from the Washington Post. So there you go. And who owns the Washington Post, Mike? Our other Lord and Savior, Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> it's Bezos. Mike. I'm going to say it like a white person. Ugh. Because because there's no a y. That too. All right. So that's it. All right. Well, good for you guys. Maybe I'll get to ride it someday. I mean, I know you go to Baltimore like all the time. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, man. You know, like there's all these things like between uh, here in Baltimore. I'm like, are people going to Baltimore that much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, actually. like that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, really? People go to Baltimore all the time? Like, that's weird. But okay. Fine. I you trying you to get you- shot. Like, you probably don't drive on 495 or 95 at all during rush hour, but I think that a lot of the people who can't afford to live closer to DC definitely live in Baltimore and drive, you know, an hour a day or like two hours a day in traffic. Hmm. Could be. So, oh, so this is for commuters. Probably. Mainly. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. I got it. Makes sense. I used to know people who worked in New Carrollton with us and lived in Delaware and would take the train every day. How long did that take? I have no idea. Hours? Each way? Mm. Probably. I mean, we have, I mean, we've been over this. We have people at work who live in West Virginia. I'm like, yeah. you're silly. But okay. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yep. There's a guy at work. He keeps on moving far away. <laughs> like he lived in what's the fa- what's the far place in in Maryland? Like way out there. I mean, Hagerstown is pretty out That's there. That's it. That's it. So he <laughs> lived there. Now he lives just as far, but in Virginia somewhere. Okay, I thought you were gonna say like Salisbury. Like Jesus. <laughs> 
I'm like, come on, man. Like, move closer, closer. <laughs> At least a little closer. I'm like, come on. Uh, cost too much. I guess. All What's right. next? Was this Walter White? No. Um, this is actually a really funny one. And I'm going to try to go really quick on this. This is stupid, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so apparently Disneyland has a huge problem with gangs uh, roving the park. And they're actually not gangs. They call themselves social clubs. But they do wear cuts like biker gangs. And with Disney iconography, iconography, iconography. There you go, nice iconography on it. Okay, they're covered in tattoos, but almost always the tattoos are stuff like Walt Disney with his hair on fire, hugging Mickey with a tear in his eye. Yes, (laughs) um, and there it's it started on Instagram and it's become this. Matter of fact, if you scroll down, there's one. uh, If you scroll down that picture, there's a tattoo. uh, Of Walt Disney on this guy's leg, on this woman's leg. I honestly, I don't know how people could care that much about Disney World, but it is totally a thing. It's a hundred percent a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know either how anyone could care about such. Yeah, a thing. it's 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 a, it's a weird thing. And so, at any rate, it's all fun and games. You know, everyone's got their cuts on. They're walking around the park. There's the Neverlanders and the Main Street, the Main Street, uh, the Main Street Social Club, and uh, there's the sharks and the jets. Basically, it's kind of like that. There's all these different groups. Um, they met up on Instagram and they started posting and hanging out together. And then they they picked up on all this. I guess it all got started when Sons of Anarchy became was big, and they all were wearing these. You know, they decided we're gonna model our clubs after motorcycle gangs. So everything's all good until somebody decided we're gonna behave like a fucking gang. So they started. Uh, one gang tried to uh, do a protection scam on another gang who was trying to raise money for, for kids who die, whose parents died in 9-11. They tried to get them to pay them protection for the event uh, at, the, at Disneyland, $500 of protection money. And then the, they, the guy said, I'm not going to pay you. And the guy said, okay, I'm going to make it so you guys can never come to Disneyland ever again, which is apparently a huge deal. So... This the guy who said that said, okay. He started passing out paper at the park saying, This guy's a pedophile, arrest him on site. And the pit pedophile paperwork all around the guy's neighborhood. And he called the police on the guy all kinds of bunch of times and did all these things to this guy. Now there's a huge lawsuit going on, and Disney has been drawn into it somehow as the one of the defendants. It's a crazy <laughs> mess. Um I just found this more hilarious than anything else. It's like just stupidity. Like people are fucking dumb and they get worked up over all kinds of things. And anytime you have a bunch of fans, this is what happens. And I just thought this was a funny ass thing. There's a ton of articles about this. Um, this is, I just picked the vice one cause it seemed to do the best job explaining the whole thing. The second, there should be a second article listed there in the show notes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's numbered one. That article covers the lawsuit and all that stuff. So, uh, that's Mice Chat, the happiest place in Cyber's Place, a, a Disney World fan page of people who should just go kill themselves. I mean, hug themselves in a mirror to death. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I, I'm not knocking what people are doing. Go, g- Good on you guys for doing that. Have fun. Yeah, but they yeah. should all be banned from Disneyland and yeah. all Disney properties for the rest of their lives. I mean, honestly, that's probably what will happen. 
because Disneyland has basically kind of tolerated it, you know, but it turns out a lot of stuff happen has been happening. Like these guys have come up to regular fan goers, regular people and said, Oh man, you're sitting on our bench move, you know? And this is a, this is a place where we eat lunch in the park, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like, and it, nah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. And the funny thing is, Disney World, Disneyland and Disney World is like covered in security cameras. It's like one of the most secured places on earth, you know? Like you're safer there than almost anywhere in the United States probably. And then you have these guys doing this stuff and and they've been getting away with it for a while cuz Disney just has not noticed. And they haven't made any comments about it, but they probably have an opinion on this. And they're probably just going to ban these types of people from now on because it's become more hassle than it's worth for them. Um okay. So uh Next up, I got this. You know, I haven't seen Black Panther yet. Um, I want to see it soon, but I haven't seen it yet. And, you know, I, honestly, I was like, oh, boy, I can't. There's going to be a bunch of drama. And, you know, I, I there wasn't a lot of drama surrounding this film, honestly. I mean, I know some people probably complained about little things, but I haven't heard it. Like, like, nor like, like you heard about Ghostbusters or something. I thought, man, it's going to be a primarily black class cast. There's going to be drama. People are going to be like, find new and inventive ways to complain, beating around the fact that everyone's black, but really the reason the problem is everybody's black, you know. But it turned out apparently it's a really good movie, and people are loving it across the board, you know. Even Breitbart, quality news media, gave it a great review even though their review said that it was basically all about how Trump is the hero and Black Lives Matter is the villain. Funny story. Definitely worth a read. Um, I haven't read that one. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. Anyway, so, um, but this thing did come up to the cream, come up to the top when I was looking through general news about Black Panther, which is people, there's been a few trolls on Twitter, and these are probably Russians, you know. Um, They've been on Twitter, Saying, you know, putting out posting tweets with images. I went to black. I went to see Black Panther. I went to see hashtag Black Panther with my girlfriend, and a black teenager shouted, "You at the wrong theater!" and smashed a bottle in her face. And they have a picture of this chick covered in blood. Horrible picture. Just looks like a horrible day for this young lady. Turns out the pictures of a Swedish chick from like I don't know two or three years ago. Who got in a got who got uh, a guy groped her and then he hit her with a bottle or something in a Swedish bar in Switzerland or in Sweden wherever that is <laughs> wherever the Swedish do their Swedish things whatever they were whatever they make those meatballs and go to IKEA that's where she was at and that's where this happened it didn't happen here it didn't happen in Black Panther there's another one where uh, uh, I love the guy who posted this seeker of Christian girlfriend. <laughs> is the guy's name here. I was at a Black Panther premiere and a group of black youth said, this movie wasn't for me. I am white. They proceeded to assault me. I'm headed to the ER now and it's got a picture of a bloody tissue. This is a stock photo uh, from 2009. Uh, and it goes on and on, actually. And you know what pleased me about this? People are... Uh, People have actually gone and done their research. They're doing Google reverse image searches to find out what these images are really about. And I love this because maybe it's the whole Trump, uh, the 2016 thing, and that we allowed social media to get us all riled up. People have gone through taking these photos apart and posting the truth. And I'm sure some people aren't listening to this. 
and don't believe that they believe that it's a conspiracy and that this is actually happening. I'm sure there's those people out there, but I checked Breitbart, which I thought was going to be the number one place that would carry some fake bullshit like this, and they had no mention of it. So it might be that it just this this particular campaign, like this div- divisive hate campaign, didn't pick up. But uh, I'm glad it didn't, man, and I'm glad that it's, this is a great example. It's going to show people there's all kinds of fakery out there, and it's meant to divide us as Americans, and it's just bad for business all the way around. So that's all. I thought this was kind of a cool thing that the Internet came together to put its thing cap on and make some things happen. I'm glad to see that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. That's- what's the saying? Sunlight is the best disinfectant, although not medically, but. You know they're meaning they're meaning to say that when uh, when the truth is brought to a matter, yeah, you know, etc. Absolutely, <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. It's a great example of that. Um, I would say sunlight is not a good disinfectant, though, not at all. Don't no, no, no. don't clean your house with sunlight. Please don't use God's greatest killer, bleach. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Clorox bleach. <laughs> And Nutanix Hypercourage Hardware. Okay, yes. Michael, go ahead. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so... Michael, with a lighthearted story, to close right. us out on the news, can't that's wait right. to laugh. So, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm going to laugh. Um, what a discuss, I'm sure everyone's heard by now. Last week, there was a... There was a story, or we saw a story developing. I was at work. A shooter... A whole shooting situation down in Florida, another school shooting. So this one was done by, as it usually is, a white guy, uh, identified as Nicholas Cruz. And apparently he was a student there at some point, but he, I don't know if he was expelled at some point or what what exactly Mm -hmm. the story is there. But he, um, he went to the school. He entered the school with an AR-15. He pulled the fire alarm to get everyone out of the classrooms. And as they were coming out, he he shot a bunch of them, killing 17 and wounding several others. Um, And then he did something which I think is really smart, although I guess it wasn't smart enough because they caught him not too long after. He threw down the gun and pretended to be one of the fleeing kids and left with them out, you know, as everyone was fleeing. Hmm. So I'm sure one of the, any, well, I guess I can't be totally sure, but do you think that none of the students saw him, saw who it was, saw him throw down the gun and didn't think to like chase and tackle him? I don't know, man. Maybe they were just too scared or too whatever. I mean, he gave up his only advantage willingly. He thought he'd get away. He's watched too many movies. And he thought he would like be able to like skate out of there or something. If I think if I were capable of chasing this person down, which is probably unlikely, and if I were a... If I survived the initial uh, barrage of bullets, I am very sure that I would have made every effort to uh, tackle him and immobilize this person 
as painfully as possible. Yeah, hmm. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what what that was about, but yeah. Like I said, maybe everyone was just scared or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, now, this particular article that I linked to gives a timeline of everything that happened. So if you want to see in detail what what happened, it goes through at 2.19 p.m. All right, he was dropped off by an Uber. That's interesting. Um, 2.21, he, he uh, readied his rifle and began shooting into rooms. At 2.35, students were allegedly texting about a shooter at the school. Then deputies responded to a report of a shooting. Then blah, 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 and, you know, on and on and on and on. Um, so, of course, like every time one of these shootings happens, uh, there's talk of, you know, there's talk on both sides. You know, there's the, the classic thoughts and prayers thing. And people saying, oh, it's insensitive to talk about, let's say, gun control or whatever. You know, at a time like this, which just happened, man. Mm-hmm. Give them time to grieve. Okay. So I linked to another article uh, there. It's got the one, the number one there. Mm-hmm. And that's saying how, so they're planning a... Um, I was going to say a revolt, a, uh, not a revolt, but a, like a protest or something. A demonstration? Yes. Thank you, Evan. Um, about a month from now, in March. Who is planning what? These students. Okay. These students. So, yeah, they're they're planning to, they're trying to get as many students from all over the country as possible to converge on Washington, D.C. for a march slash protest, whatever. Um, I believe it's March 24th is the date I saw. Um, And then if they said if they can't, you know, if they can't make it to D.C., then they encourage them to do, to have have a demonstration in their community. I mean, that, that would be the better thing to to try and organize or, you know, disseminate because so many people won't be able to make it to DC unless they live in DC. And I don't know the current gun laws in DC, but I'm pretty sure they're pretty strict. Well, yeah, but they're not, they're not uh, protesting the gun laws of DC. They're protesting the, the general gun laws of America. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it's going to be ineffective if they they don't have any people there. Well, These things are always ineffective anyway. Nobody's going to give a shit. How many people what? live in live around here? I mean, period. Fair amount. Okay, then. All those yeah. people will be there. Nah. Half, half of them. You know, nah. I don't know. Whatever. No one cares. These things don't work. They never work. Why does anyone... Why do people always say, we're going to march? It doesn't fucking do anything. All it does is make you feel like you did something. Nobody cares. It will make the news. It you probably will happen very on a very small scale. It'll make the news, and then four days later, when the news cycle turns over, it'll be yeah, gone again. Exactly. You want to d- you want to you want to do some uh, gun violence? Take some gun violence. I hate to say this, and I am not and I'm not saying anyone should do this, and I'm definitely not going to do it. I do not own a gun. I'm not going to do it. FBI, NSA, or anybody else, don't put me on the <laughs> list when you miss that fucking guy in Florida, please. 
But I'm just saying, if you wanted to solve gun violence, then let some gun violence happen over at Sidwell Friends in D.C. Then all of a sudden, they'd be taking serious about gun violence. Mm. But right now, nobody's going to give a shit about gun violence. Okay? You can march all you want. We've been marching for years. Thousand man march. Million man march. Fucking, uh, I mean, uh, the fucking mm. science march. I mean, there's uh, there's been a million marches. The women Nobody gives march? a shit. Huh? The woman march? The uh, is there one march? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Women there was. Women. Yeah. Yeah. I, nobody cares. Politicians don't give a shit if you march. It doesn't matter. So I saw another thing that said, I've seen this on social media the last few days. Um, people are trying to encourage everyone to kind of, or encourage students to quote unquote strike. So meaning they refuse to go to school until something is done. That's not gonna happen. I That's mean, until what's either. done? I, I mean, it's a fair in if you take into account all the schools in America and all the school shootings <sighs> that happened, statistically, it's insignificant. Yeah. So I mean, if they want to take themselves out of class and fail a year, that's fine. I mean, here's the thing, right? Unfortunately, the loudest people are the people who don't care about the statistics and the all they care about is the emotional response to it. You know? <gasps> Some kids died. Like, how many kids didn't die? You know? And I know that's... I'm, I'm not trying to be fucked up, but it's just a pragmatic way to look at these things. Like, Evan, you're 100% right. It's insignificant. You know? I'm not saying that it's... It doesn't matter. Actually, exactly what I'm saying. But uh, it's still, like, we don't want kids to die, but at the same time, you know, just fucking... <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Fuck I'm going to make up a figure and say <laughs> that 99% of uh, gun owners in this country will never use it against another person. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, you have to address like the individual issues, not the, the tool. Well, I saw another thing that said... Uh... Legislatures are already uh, trying to put laws into place about Tide Pods. That's because people eating them. And it's like what nine people have eaten them. Mm -hmm. How many people live in a month in the fucking country? (laughs) I'd be interested to read that legislation. Yeah. So five people, nine people, twenty people have bought, have, have eaten those. Let's say, and they're putting legislation to stop. Those from existing. Yeah. They're like, but, you're, you're, but guns kill how many people a year and not, they're cool. Yeah. Detergent isn't allowed to look yes. delicious. De- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Must be outlawed detergent. Package. Yeah. Outlawed detergent. We're done with it. I don't think they can, I mean, I guess they can, but I don't think it'll result in the elimination of those packets. Maybe they won't be like as, uh, like they, you're. They'll have to make them. Well, they they could do it indirectly. They could introduce legislation or some law that says those packets have to uh, be sufficiently strong as to like not be able to be digested by the human digestive system, which would make them unusable for laundry, and companies would just stop making them that way. So they could put, you know, a new 
restriction on it, which I guess is similar to putting a new restriction on guns. But, I mean, how would you change the gun laws without removing, without taking away guns? What would you change in the current law to make it so... I'd make it mandatory. It would never happen. I'd make I'd make training and gun response. I'd make it like so people say a oh, gun owning gun is a right. Okay, fine. I'll let you, you you I don't know if that's actually accurate, but okay, owning a gun is a right. Um and I guess it technically is a right, but still, you know what I mean? Um but at the same time, I feel like even if it's a right, I as a government want to say if you want to own a gun, it is your right. You must meet these requirements. Okay, and people say it's an inalienable right, but it doesn't really say that it's an inalienable right. Like, I feel like we can make a tweak to the Constitution to say, okay, you must meet these requirements. You must have, you must have this much, this many years of training. You must fire this many rounds through your gun a year. You must do whatever. Like, look, a lot of countries have fucking guns, you know. But you know what? It's so hard and so complicated to get them that that it's even it's not worth it. But the people who do get them really want them. You know, and those people will never do anything to fuck that up. You know, mm-hmm. it's I mean, I'm not saying I mean, I'm not saying that we I want to make it so you can only buy like one like in England, you can only have a shotgun. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to have a fucking rifle or a fucking Uzi or whatever. But at the same time, it needs to be like like the NAFTA, like the NAFTA fully automatic and silencer laws and all that stuff. Those guys who have those things aren't going to go on a fully automatic rampage because they had to do so much stuff to get that gun. And to get those permits, they're not going to be reckless with them, you know? And I'm sorry, you might have to do that. If something is easy to get as guns and, like, a fucking maniac can just walk in and get them, or someone just lets their kid fucking have them and leaves the door open and stuff like that, that's because it's not important to them. It's not a big deal, you know? And if you treat something like it's not a big deal, then people will take advantage of it, you know? Make it a big deal. Make having the permit an honor, a fucking a privilege. You're trusted. People have faith in you. The government trusts you. You know, make it a privilege, and people will respect it more. But instead, you could just go willy nilly. I'm not saying get rid of guns. I'm just saying more legislation to make it harder to get them. You know, so you have to jump through a few hoops, pay a little money, and get a and and you have to have a yearly mandate of permits. Uh, or like testing or whatever. I mean that that builds jobs. That makes gun responsibility. That makes a lot of people more interested in firearms. You know, uh, government sponsored gun ownership programs and stuff like that, and training programs. Like all that's fucking great for the country, I think. And that takes us back to our American our American roots of gun ownership and gun responsibility, where guns are in the households and everybody's like, okay, this is a serious thing. You know, the people who scare me are the liberals. In liberal states who are like, oh, Trump's in office, I'm going to go buy a gun. They go buy the gun, they never use it, they never clean it, they take it in their house and they put it away and they never use it. Then, when they get to be 60 or something, they just sell it or give it away and it ends up on the street somewhere, you know? Because when those kids go shooting other kids, when black kids, young black kids, go shoot other young black kids, they didn't go to a fucking gun store and buy the gun. They got it through some illegal network of assholes who are selling guns all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Oh, I routed up Google. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's playing music. You hear that? Yeah, I do hear that. That's funny. What is it playing? I can't tell. It's playing but, some metal. Some metal. I kind of like it. But anyways, please, please. Uh, okay, Google. <laughs> I think. What are, what are you playing? 
<laughs> it's like my last word by beep. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Okay, Google, stop. So, I mean, the common comparison is, you know, guns should be treated kind of like cars. Are you allowed to have a car? Yes. Do you have to have a driver's license and insurance and pass, you know, a training course and test and certification and everything? Yes. Could you do that for guns? Absolutely. I, I think most people would not have a problem with that. Right. The problem is, though, the way the law is currently written, there's no one's, there's no uh, 20, 29th Amendment that says you have the right to drive a car, right? Mm-hmm. So driving a car is a privilege, not a right. right. Where a gun ownership is, in, a, is uh, in the Constitution, and it's a right. So... Unless that's, you are, that's why a it needs to be felon, changed. I think. Well, I don't know what it says to be honest. That doesn't say exactly. if, it doesn't say that in the Constitution. If you're not a felon, if you're a felon, that's a that was an alteration. That's uh, I don't know where I don't know anything about rights. <laughs> Nor should you. Um, it's the Second Amendment, right? Yeah. All right. We're all doing. We're doing. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Doing research here. Mm-hmm. It's the first of ten amendments. Right. Okay. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Such a weirdly written thing. I mean, I guess I mean, that's it, how they spoke 250 years ago. It makes sense to me. Wacky. No, it, see, it, it, if you think about it from the from the from the viewpoint of someone who just came off a revolutionary war, where they were in a full on struggle for survival, and where the only way they were able to make it happen was because Jimmy John and his father had had guns that they used for hunting in their houses. You think about that, like those are the people who got every got the ball rolling, you know. So before there was like French money coming in to build build guns and everything else, those people who just had guns for hunting and stuff like that, those that was the beginning. The rebel, the rebels, the terrorists, the people who terrorized, you know, uh, the the British soldiers in the very beginning before we were a full on army. Those are the people right there, you know. So that's why this exists because this is a protection for the people against the government. Not they don't say that, but that's what this is, and that's what they're referring to. That's what I feel, at least. I agree. Mm. Okay. No, I mean that sounds right. Yeah, sounds correct. It's just it's just oddly written to me. That's all. Mm. Or oddly worded, I guess. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where does it say uh, felons can't have guns? I don't know. I never read it. I just know a felon. He said he's not allowed to have a gun. Well, we know that felons can't have guns. Um, cause that was, I'm sure that's a law that we added later. Right. Mm-hmm. But could it be challenged at some point? Probably. Sure. You know, it's like, that's not constitutional. It's probably going to be denied. Cause it's like, come on, bro. No. You know, Under federal but... law, people with felony connections forfeit their right to bear arms Indeed, uh, state law enforcement agencies have scant information, if any, which felons are getting their gun rights back, let alone how many... What am I reading here? New York Times, 2011. 
That so, liberal rag? No, I'm kidding. What What is your opinion on how to prevent individuals from shooting up schools or hospitals or anything in the future, Mike? Uh, I'm with James. I think, uh, I mean, I don't, I guess it varies state to state, right? Is the, is one of the things like how much, how easy or not easy it is to obtain a firearm. Mm-hmm. Like I know in the state of Maryland now you have to get fingerprinted. You have to take a training class. Now I don't think there's any kind of test, you know, like I passed. I think you go to the class, you take the class, and you say, okay, I took the class, you know? Right. That's it. Here's my certificate of completion, you know? <laughs> and that's it. And then you can buy, well, that's for a handgun specifically. Um, For a rifle or shotgun, I think the laws are still the same as they have been, which is, you know, you go to the store, you do a background check, you know, you fill out all the information, show them your driver's license. They do a background check. They submit it to wherever they submit it to. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very much in favor of maybe more rigorous background checks. Maybe everyone needs to be fingerprinted. I don't know. Um, but also definitely a kind of like a permit or like a test that you need to take. Not only like for the first time, but maybe maybe yearly or maybe every other year or something. Maybe we don't want to overwhelm the system. <laughs> so, if you went into a store, you would get your your certification and your fingerprints and your testing and everything done, no problem. You you have a clean background. You know, as far as the firearms community is concerned, you'd walk out with uh, your rifle and ammo and, and shotgun, whatever. And then what is stopping you from shooting a bunch of people? It's because you don't want to. It's your choice. So it comes down to you as a person. Mike's like, I like not being in jail or being dead. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Trust me, if Michael could get away with shooting a bunch of people, I'm sure there are many cases in his life would have been like, I would kill those motherfuckers. I'd kill them all dead. But whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Look, wouldn't we all? Right? You know, if you're gonna get away with it, you're gonna do it. Hmm. Just to taste the blood, you know. But that's besides the point. Just We've all got that blood. lust. Okay. Well, what did James say? Why would Why would someone not do it, Evan? Because they don't want to be in jail or be dead. No, no. Before that, when he was giving his whole spiel, because they wouldn't want to fuck it up. Oh, he's talking about responsible gun owners. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking oh, yeah, about it's, it's the choice of every individual. Sure. No, but you know, that's one thing and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I feel like that's, I don't know. I think most Americans don't think this way, but one of the things that would enter into my mind, it wouldn't be my main focus, but one of the things I'd think about is like, if I do this, what's going to happen to everybody else who owns a gun? I would fuck this up for everybody. You know, that's what I would think about. You know, one of the things I think about, if I go on a fucking killing spree right now, what's going to happen to everybody else who owns a gun, you know? Like, and I guess criminals are naturally selfish pieces of shit, so it doesn't matter, right? Like, they're not thinking about anybody else. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying that making it harder doesn't 
prevent someone with that intent from going through with it. It doesn't, but the thing is, if you're if if getting a gun I think I think the thing is if you're going to do it you're going to do it anyway and we're going to have like like um, these crimes aren't going to go away. But we're not talking about solving a rational problem. We're talking about solving an emotional problem. We're talking about giving people the idea that guns are okay and that we can do that successfully, I think, by just saying, "Hey, Here's why guns are okay. We're going to train everybody who wants to learn and we're going to make it so that people have to really want a gun to get one. So all the low-hanging fruit will eliminate them, you know? Slowly over time, police will pull guns off the streets and less guns will come on the streets because more people are being responsible with them, you know? It's the whole situation. Things will get better, not immediately, but over time, you know? Because the nine, the, the big thing that people refer to is they refer to school shootings, of course, but school shootings, like you said, are statistically insignificant, and those are going to happen. But like, like a ten-year-old kid won't, or no, let's say, let's just say ten, let's say sixteen-year-old kid. A sixteen-year-old can't really, like, a six-year-old shouldn't be able to buy a gun. And the states that they can, they should stop that. That should be part of the legislation. But I don't think there's any state where a sixteen-year-old can buy a gun. I but. thought you could buy like a shotgun if you're sixteen. In some places, oh, or maybe. A rifle. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe. No, you can. I, don't I don't know. I'm, I, I don't thought know. that, but I, that doesn't mean it's true. Minnesota um, or Oklahoma or something, maybe. Well, okay, okay but Tennessee. let's say like a 16 year old shouldn't have a gun under any situation. Okay, so if a parent knows I'm going to lose my right to firearms if I give my kid a gun at 16. They're gonna know this. They're gonna know that you know. And it's one thing to say, okay, you can train your kid to shoot guns, shoot your guns, but your child cannot own a firearm until they are 18 years old, and they have to go through all the same requirements as you did when you bought your gun, and the same meet the same yearly requirements as you have to do to own your gun. You know, you do that, people will fucking be like, and you know, another thing is, you make gun people police themselves. The NRA wants to be a big fucking deal. Say, okay, NRA, we're going to hold you accountable. You need to police your community. You know? But the NRA doesn't police its community. It's a big-ass lobby that just all it is is lobby and lets its community run fucking wild. You know? So, is it going to fix, you know, the people who really, 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 really want to kill a motherfucker? No. Those people are always going to exist. But that person would kill somebody with a spoon if they wanted to. You know? That's never going to go away. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the reckless, like, l- people just doing whatever because whatever because the gun was available, you know, or the little kids who got a hold of a gun and shot their friend because the guns weren't properly taken care of, that stuff will go away immediately because people will be super careful with their guns, you know, because they won't want to lose the privilege to have one, you know. And I did check, and uh, felons get gun rights back all the time. It happens every year. Okay. Yeah. When you say get gun rights back, what does they that They get mean? their gun, their right to bear arms returned to them. So they give them a certificate and say, you're, you're good now. I don't know if they give them a certificate, <laughs> but it does happen. If they, if they, they have to like, they have make to an like, appeal or something. make an appeal or something and they can get it back. It happens pretty often. Like when and they it, get let out of jail, they get a, a, a free uh, gun coupon. It's like, yeah, thank you for serving exactly. your time. This is your right now. <laughs> yeah. You're back in business. So they, uh, Okay. So maybe if like you went to you went to jail for you know computer fraud or something you might be able to get your gun rights back that kind of thing 
Hopefully not if you went to jail for a double murder. Right. And now now you're magically out. Yeah, I'm sure there's a, a process. Right. Okay. Interesting. Didn't know. Huh. Well, now we do. Now we know. All right. Well, okay. Good, good, good talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Cool. So now that the uh, the gun violence debate is settled and all is well, should we move on to some science fiction, James? Uh, yeah, and actually, I- there was a, there's a Stranger Danger that we missed. Okay. Um, and I didn't put it in there, and... <laughs> I'm a little bit mad at myself for not putting it in there because it's such a good one. Um, so you guys know about the crypto jacking business, right? Uh, kind of. Okay, so basically, and I, this is a really rough and nasty explanation of something I don't know a lot about, but crypto jacking is like when they when they use some compute resource of something like your computer or a network or a supercomputer or something like that. You know, they hack into it and make it mine bitcoins. Correct? Does that sound about right? Yes. Sounds about right. Okay. So earlier this week, and I'm trying to find the exact article, but earlier this week, uh, or not earlier this week, but later this week, wait, the past week, the week that passed, (laughs) someone (laughs) hacked into a water utility overseas, I think it's in Belgium, and used their used their uh, all their use their resources and brought down the whole thing to to mine Bitcoin. Um, and I thought it was a really interesting article, and I'm trying to find it here. Hmm. Well, I've I've been reading all kinds of articles about that that phenomenon. Uh, I saw some some people were using the computers at a at a nuclear nuclear power plant to mine uh, cryptocurrency and then I saw another one some 11 year old kid or 13 year old kid was arrested because he had hacked into something and was using it to mine bitcoins mm-hmm. so yeah I've been seeing it all over I didn't hear about the was it a water plant you said yeah water utility in Europe first known mm-hmm. instance of mining malware being used against an industrial control system so uh, ratty flow uh, is still accessing the extent of the impact uh, Ratty Flow announces discovered cryptocurrency mining malware and operational technology network. Uh, so SCADA, a SCADA network, um, which doesn't surprise me, honestly, but the SCADA networks are normally very, like, kind of very low, lo-fi. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of interested in how they do that. I'll have to read this article later. I'm going to put it in the link in the, in, the, in the Stranger Danger box here. That makes me... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I wouldn't have thought that a water treatment plant is uh, heavy on compute power. No, me neither. And that's why I'm like, that's why I'm a little bit surprised. But yeah, they were able to do it. When I think of a water utility, I'm thinking of like dials and a floppy drive that runs the whole thing, (laughs) you know? So I'm kind of surprised at it too. But yeah, it's it's in this article. And anyone, you guys check it out. Um, Pretty interesting though. So this makes me think of uh, we, I, we. I think we talked about this a long time ago, like probably close to when the podcast started. Um, there was some guy did the, and it's anonymous because what he did is illegal, but he did a a he port scanned the internet, yeah, and released a, a whole report on it, and 
the way he did that, he discovered all these different, like very low, low tech devices that are open and listening on the internet and was able to, you know, get into them with just like, you know, admin, admin or, you know, root, root or whatever. Oh, he did it using, uh, did he use Shodan? Um, maybe, or maybe Shodan came after that. I'm not sure. Hmm. But, uh, he, so basically it was a lot of printers, you know, like HP Jet Direct and this and that, but all these things are running like very basic forms of Linux or Unix. And so he was able to infect them with malware, but all it did was then proceed to port scan other things, you know, he was just trying to map the, the internet as much as possible. And he coded his to, uh, to erase itself, to be gone once the machine was rebooted, you know? Uh, and he also said he discovered other malware on some of them while, <laughs> while he was doing this. <laughs> so he wasn't the first one to, to think of this, apparently, you know? Um, so it's just making me think of that, you know? Just kind of reminds me of that. That's all. So that's interesting. All right. Um, yeah, so the article's there if you guys want to check it out. Cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Um, I know, my, I know, Michael. You didn't see it, and we discussed that he doesn't mind it being spoiled. Um, He's like, show's over, folks. It was a good run. No, <laughs> no, they have a, at least another season. Oh, it was. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be back. They've, they've apparently the next season starts shooting in April. So good. Yeah, they'll be. They'll definitely be back. No, no doubt about that. Um, but uh, what'd you think of the season finale, Evan? I, I or, 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 let, let's. What do you think of the season? Sum it up, not sum it up, but what did you like? We came in. I think we all came in in this like being like, "Is this gonna suck? It's probably gonna suck." Right. I so, what did you think? Well, overall, like I didn't care for some of the initial cinematography in the first two, I'll say, pilot episodes. Um, but after that, it was actually pretty good. Uh, I mean, they kept with like, sort of the the. I want to say the J.J. Abrams camera feel, but they didn't make, they didn't do the, uh, like, Battlestar, uh, or no, they kept with, like, a Battlestar feel, but didn't do, like, 30-degree camera angles. Right. Which I hate. Um, At least they didn't do as much of them. Yeah. I still love the Klingons. Um... I don't really care for most of the alternate universe slash alternate, uh, well, yeah, alternate universe episodes. Um, I actually really didn't like, I don't know her name, but, uh, Philippa Giorgio, her yeah. character, her, the Empress character. Yeah. Hated her. Yeah. But they hated her because she's supposed to be hated or hated her just because the character's dumb. Cause the character's dumb. Okay. When she came back to uh, the, I'll say the the first universe, and assumed the role of fake captain, I thought she played that role very well. Like her 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 emperor attitude, as like pretending to be a simple starship captain, I thought that was a very good role. 
But you didn't like her as an as the emperor, or right. you didn't like her? Okay. It was. I, I thought that. I thought. Yeah. I get. I got you. Okay. Um. I like the the plan to rid the Federation of the Klingon threat, the hydro bomb. Very yeah. interesting concept. I don't know how a volleyball-sized bomb is supposed to survive a network of active volcanoes for an undetermined amount of time while this chick assumes control of the Klingon Empire. Star Trek Black Box Magic. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I do like the, the female Klingon character, Lorel, and I like that she, you know, with some convincing, stood up and sort of is on her rise to power saying basically follow me or uh you're all gonna die now so i wonder if she's I respect a, that if she's a notable character in the trek universe and i just don't know enough about her to, to to have been like oh i recognize her name she's one of the founders or something you know right um like she's like Worf's kalish you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's what oh I'm by the way i love the klingon language I love how they do it. It's kind of, it's like Star Trek Next Generation Klingon mixed with a Portuguese accent. Yeah. Like slurring the S's and like drawing out the syllables and, and more emphasis rather than, you know, being harsh. It's got more of a romance to it, which yeah, yeah. I think is like perfect. It feels more, uh, it feels more real to me. Mm hmm. Than the original Klingon. I mean, it's still the same Klingon language, but it, it's it feels. Whereas the other Klingon language feels like a writer sat down in a room and said, "How would these brutal people speak?" Maktakbuktak, you know, right. like that. And then these is like a language spoken by natural speakers who are like speaking not to be rough or brutal, but just because this is how they speak their language and it just slides off their tongues like it's natural. And I, I, I get the way you're talking about it, 100%. It's a much better execution of the Klingon language. Do you think the subtitles help? Because I do. Because now um, you can understand what they're saying. Yeah. And, you know, sort of... A t- you know, make more of a, an attachment to the language. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Were there no so. subtitles before? Maybe in some of the movies, but like in Next Generation, there were no subtitles. Yeah, it's more like, oh, he said blah, whatever. Oh, I mean, they, they, don't, they don't speak Klingon very often. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. I mean, in even in Deep Space Nine, there was more Klingon involvement with the war, with the Dominion and everything, and, you know, more Klingon language overall, but they didn't... I don't think they used subtitles there. Do you think Klingon is, like, the favorite alien race, or is it just the alien race we get to see the most of? Probably just it get seems to see like, the most of. It seems like the Klingons is the is the whipping boy in every movie, TV show that takes place pre, pre uh, Next Generation. It just seems like the Klingons are the main focus, and maybe that's I don't know. And to me, well, I feel like a formidable enemy. Well, I think in the original series, is there isn't there just them and maybe like one other, one or two other races, and that's it. Like apart no. from the random one they meet on one episode, and you know, oh, these are the Greek gods, and you know, and then you never hear about them again. <laughs> you yeah. know, apart from those like random one one offs, um, aren't they pretty much the main? The Klingons are con. Well, I won't say they're constant, but they come off as one of the other races. I think they're in like two or three episodes or something like that. You know, 
I don't know. I never you really know, watched much of the original series. It's so only one. So only one season or two seasons. There's so two two seasons, right? Something like that. I think there were sixty-seven episodes total. Really? But they did a lot of episodes per season back then. Yeah. I mean, Next Generation has like twenty-three episodes per season. So two. I think mm-hmm. two or three seasons of the original series sounds right. Yeah. I now to be honest, I I saw some of the reruns. You know when I was young mm-hmm. of the original series, but I was so young when I watched them that I don't really remember it very well. And yeah. I haven't gone back and like, all right, let's watch this. Cause I'm afraid it's just going to be like total garbage. Me too. That's why I don't want to watch it. Uh, part of me really wants to sit down and watch them, but the other part of me is going to be like, I'm going to watch this and hate it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's going to ruin the whole thing for me, you know, because I think right now the original series has venerated status in most people's brunt minds. And then Next Generation. So the original show is venerated. Next Generation is the show that made you love Star Trek. And then everything else is just bonus material. So I feel like if I watched it, I'd be like, this is fucking garbage. Right. It's like if you watch the first season of Next Generation, you're like, no, 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 no. Like the first time you lay your eyes on Troy in a skirt, you're like, what is this? Yeah. We don't talk about the first season. Oh, yeah. there, there, there are man skirts in there, too. Yes, there it's are. Crazy. It's crazy. You're like, what yeah. is going on? You're like, oh, they're... And, like, especially now, like, in this day and age, if you're watching it, you're like, oh, they're trying to be progressive or some shit, you know? Like, yeah. Like, way back then, which is kind of crazy, because that show yeah. came out in, what, like, 87 or something? Well, you know, you know, I'm but, sure that some writer was like, oh, in the future, men will wear skirts and it won't be a big deal, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, but they, they corrected that. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. The first season was kind of kind of nuts. You go back yeah. and watch that, you're like, "Wow, how did the show get a second season?" Yeah, exactly. But it's whatever. Yeah, I'm glad it did. Are we all? <laughs> so, a couple more things I have to say. Um, there's potential for for him to come back and reappear in the second season, but for now, I'm gonna miss Captain Lorca. So I think Lorca, I think the original Captain Lorca is still alive. Probably. Because they said, oh, he got switched in a beam over accident in the mirror universe. I think that they, if they had just checked, the original Captain Lorca is down on that planet somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think he's oh, still they, alive. they did a Will Riker on him? No. They, that was, that was a, a transporter accident where he got split into two. This was like, you know... Uh, a uh, a black hole slash time loop slash spore drive slash transporter accident slash lightning uh-huh. storm in space, you know, transferred. They swapped. Yeah, they swapped minds, minds and hearts and bodies. No, yes, yeah, they, yeah, they just swapped, man. Yeah. <laughs> so the good one with the bad one. Yeah. So they swapped uh, in the way that they swapped in the first Mirror Universe episode in the first season. Was a transporter accident and some I don't know if it was a gas cloud or not, but they saw it was a transporter accident, and a bunch of them swapped to the mirror universe and the mirror universe swapped to them, and the same thing happened here with Lorca. He swapped in a transporter accident, but they were in some kind of gas cloud or something when it happened. And yeah. yes, but he's on. The, I think he's. I think the real Lorca's on the planet somewhere chilling, just kicking it. And I, to me, I was like, why aren't they checking? 
And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, this is a plot device. They're going to bring him back next next month, next year, or something like that. He's going to pop up, and he's like, I was on X-Ray 67, and then the lightning bolt struck, and I got sucked back into the new, you know, into the old world, you know, or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. What's uh, his uh, first name? Gabriel. Gabriel. Oh, okay. Gabriel yeah. Lorca. Yeah. It's mm. a good name, honestly. I think. It is a good name. Uh, I'm glad that... Specialist Burnham got her rank back. Yeah, me too. I was like, How, what are they going to do with her? Are they going to uh, at the end of this whole season? They're going to be like, all right, you're going back to jail. You know, right. you're going back to the salt mines of Bindaku Four or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, what I didn't like, or what didn't make sense to me about Kronos, the Klingon home planet, when they went to the like Andorian section, yeah, was that there were humans there. Yeah, I think that's very inaccurate. I don't think that would have been a thing. Like, we tolerate you, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. I didn't. We're in this show that we're at war with the Klingons, right? Yes. Yeah. And prior to being at war with the Klingons, were we at war with the Klingons, or we were just mm-hmm. like, you y'all, y'all do you think we'll do our thing, or like? I think it was more like they're like we kind of like. Not the we we aren't communicating with them. We don't talk to them. They don't communicate with us. They don't talk to us. It's kind of like a cold war, sort of, but right. not a war. It's just like a cold, kind of tenuous, like hmm. kind of like mm, a cold know. war is pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, it's like a cold war, you know. So, and they they say notably, no one has been to the Klingon homeworld except for Captain. Uh, the guy from the original from the show Enterprise. He's the first Archer? and last person. Archer. They say Archer's the first and last person to go to Klingon homeworld until they decide to go. Mm-hmm. And the Vulcans, they're like the Vulcans had gone like two hundred years before and taken some scans or something, or they bought black market scans from two hundred years ago or something like that. But no Federation representative had been there besides Captain Archer. And then they uh and then these guys were going to go there now. But then you get there and there's humans there. And I'm like, okay, maybe these guys are pirates or scumbags or something. But I was like, really? Like, they're just going to be cool with this? Like, this is obviously like spies. And then I thought, wait, the Federation doesn't have spies in the Klingon homeworld? If there's other humans there, why would they miss this opportunity? Like, I really don't think that's that's one thing that I have a big problem with in this episode as well. I was like, if there's people there, like pirates, and they're doing pirate business there, fine. But then don't tell me that there's no that there's not some federation CIA that's not having that doesn't have a spy situation going on there on that planet. Right. You know, if there's humans can just walk around and buy and sell goods, there's going to be a spy there. You know? So that's a little bit hard for me to believe, but hmm. you know. I like that they left that uh the the evil empress acting captain is still alive. Yeah. She'll come back in in some devious way, and I like. Um, I have a feeling that the guy who plays um, Ash Tyler slash Voke, yeah, there's there's gonna be more to that split personality. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. Now that was some magic, the implanting personalities. When they revealed yeah. what they did to his body and how he came to be. That was honestly impressive. So I'll be honest with you. I'm still confused. Is he Voke with a yes. human body? Or is Voke 
Voke's memories or something implanted in him. He is Voke with a Federation employee's memories implanted on top of his. So yeah, so that guy is not Lieutenant whatever. It's not him at all. It's totally Voke. Right. It's just his bones were shaved down, which is fucking yeah. grotesque as fuck to look like this human, which is amazing. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. So Mike. somewhere that guy's corpse is rotting somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. long gone. They probably ate him, you know, took his face. Yeah. It's horrible. That's Mike, you got me some of, catching up to do. That reminds me of, uh, let's talk of bones, is <laughs> reminding me of, uh, that, that other, that other show based on the writings of. No, 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 no. <laughs> little something called Andromeda. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why is he wearing these weird forearm gloves? Oh, those are bones? <laughs> yeah. Bone oh, spurs. Mean, that's horrible. Don't even get me started on that guy, the guy with the dreadlocks and the bones. Isn't that the guy who played Aquaman? A black guy? No. No, no, no. Okay, that's all right. It's a different guy. But they look like the same guy. Just one of them's black. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but they look, if you took if you took race out of it, you'd be like, oh, that's the same guy. It's like a big dumb guy. Right. <laughs> big dumb looking guy with bone spurs on his arms. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that that whole thing was horrible. Michael, I can't believe you remember that. I can't believe you saw that enough to remember it, but you did not take time to watch Star Trek Discovery. I can't believe you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we had this discussion before how about how ridiculous it was. Like wow. he had, he had this whole, he had this uh, bracer on his arm with the bone thing sticking out of it, and I remember seeing that and being like, "How did he get that on his arm with those bone things in there?" <laughs> you know, did you slide this leather thing onto the bones, then strap it on, or did you like wiggle the bones into it? Like, what's happening? Did they sew this on your arm around the bones? Like, what's going on here? It's just the whole thing is very dumb. Like that was like one of those you could have left it at home things. Like, like the the writer who was like, "I know what, we'll make him different with bones." Give the fucking guy horns and call it a day. I'd have been like, okay, fine. He's got horns. But why do you have this bones thing on his wrist? It's stupid. It's <laughs> yeah, fucking dumb. It is. It is dumb. Yeah. That show was horrible. It had some good parts, but yeah, it was crap. Yeah. It was crap. All right. We're, we're losing the plot here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Star Trek Discovery, I was pleased. I had a good time. So, overall, yes? Over, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, 100%. And the, the season finale was... Excellent. I mean, Michael, I mean, Evan hit all the good points. I think um, the probably the best part for me was the end, the end, the last scene where they run across the Enterprise and it's the the, the captain, it's Captain uh, Pike. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if we're going to get the Captain Pike from the Abrams Enterprise or we're going to get someone different altogether. Um, what was interesting to me when they met uh, is it was Captain Pike and they were sending out a distress call. And I think it was near like uh, a storm of some sort. So I was like, okay, is this where the, you know, the Romulan mining ship comes into the universe? Don't know. That's that's interesting, but I, I'm pretty mm. sure that this is not connected to the uh, Abrams universe. Okay. But that would be interesting if it was, I wonder if they'll do that. I wonder if they'll try to pull that off. Um, unnecessary, yeah, but it would be a good, you know, an easy way to introduce Romulans. Yeah, true, 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 true. And maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll make the new bad guy be Romulans. You know, um, that'd be interesting. 
So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm pleased with it honestly. I I wanted it to be really bad, but it's a great take on Star Trek. Burnham is just pure pleasure. She's a little wooden, but it works for her really well. Mm-hmm. Um I I love Killy. I want to have her babies. <laughs> you know? Um fuck. The fucking the gay guy who died. Yeah. I love that guy. He's my favorite. He was my favorite. I discovered him in my so-called life. When I was a kid, I watched that show on like CBS or NBC or something with uh, the chick who's in Homeland now. Yep. I can't think of her name, but he was Claire in most Danes. of a lot. Claire Danes, yeah. And I loved Claire Danes back then. I still love her now, even though she looks kind of kind of old. But, dude, that guy, man, if there was going to go gay for a guy, it'd be that guy. I just love him. He's great. I want to hang out with him and drink a beer with him. I want to meet men with him. Like, he just is an awesome dude. You want to do what? Huh? Meet men with him. Yeah, go out and pick up dudes with him. Uh. <laughs> I think he would be encouraging and honest with you. Yeah, I think he just... I mean, He'd be a good partner. Yeah, I think he'd be... Yeah, for bud stuff. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I think he's Sometimes. a good guy. I think, he, <laughs> I think he's cool, and I love his acting style. I think he's great. So I think his him losing him on the show is just fucking sad, dude. I I wish they had kept him, you know. Um, I do like the guy who plays Stamets. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's good. He's a good actor. He he it works, you know. Um, the show's good. Uh, it's, I can't, I can't say more. I like the fucking guy, the tall, lanky fucking alien guy. What's his name? Saru. I like Saru, you know. And it's yeah. it's kind of odd. It's very rare, like. In, in on Next Generation, there's just a bunch of characters that I did not like, like Beverly Crusher, and I did not like Tasha Yar. I just didn't understand her relevance. You know, it seemed like they shoehorned her in, and then she died, and it was a big deal for no reason to me. You know, um, Jordy just was he was fine, but he seemed like Jordy was a walking plot device. Like you need a problem solved, go to Jordy, and that's all he ever did until he had a couple episodes that were Jordy focused. But otherwise, that's all he ever did in the show. You know, this show seems to take more time for building, at least giving the characters, making them something and making them, giving them faults, which I like, uh, you know, um, so yeah, exciting stuff. You know, they made Killian Ensign, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the, the leadership training program. Yeah. Whatever it is now. Yeah. And I'm going to call it Same thing that, uh, Crusher was in. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But she's so, way better than Wesley Crusher, who he always seemed like a mid-time, like part-time character. Yeah, and he he had one interesting episode, and they never brought him back after that. I like concerned. when um, when Lorca was like to decipher the Klingon cloaking codes, we have to jump 137 times or whatever. But also that uh, helps me find my doorway home. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know how yeah. it works, but interesting. And I also like, since you brought up Saru, I actually like his character. I do too. I hated him in the like the teaser trailers before the show started. Because mm-hmm. all they ever showed was like, my species has been bred to detect danger. And he's like, with the things out the back of his head. Yeah. And that that's like such a minor point in his character now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can watch the entire show and forget that that's part of who he is because yeah. he's he's come out a and that's the thing. Like most most TV shows and especially Star Trek, they do a, they do a very poor job 
of making characters stand outside of an archetype. You know, and look, we love those archetypes about Star Trek. I'm not saying we don't, but this show, you really don't feel like you have those archetypes. And you know what? You're like, I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? Like, you think about Jordy and Data and who those guys were. They're basically the same archetype. Well, no, they were they were two of the same two archetypes and the same archetype all at the same time. Like two, like Jor- like Data was two, Jordy was one. They both kind of focus as this engineer type character, and Data was like the Vulcan no emotions type guy. This show doesn't really have that, you know? It doesn't have that character at all. And Stamets is the engineer, but they don't you don't even see an engineering crew for the regular ship functions. Right. That person doesn't even exist on this ship. It's just, it's just the black alert the the fucking lab team that works with the fucking what's it called? Spore drive. The spore drive people. That's it. You know, and and that's all you ever see. Like if they have a real engineer, who knows who it is? Um and and Stamets is a fucking cock. He's a fucking jerk. You know, he's not <laughs> he a nice guy. Up a bit. He does soften up, but he's never going to fucking do a play about his cat or fucking play the cello or whatever the fuck fucking dumb shit Data was trying to do. You know, he's never going to be that guy. And yeah, I think the show's good, man. It, it explores different types of characters, and it's like it's a nice take on Star Trek. I mean, if I have one beef with it, it's the fact that they're the Star Trek um, the the theme. I feel like Michael likes the theme. I don't like the theme, but you know that's just me. I, I think I think the theme loses something in the in the translation. But otherwise, I think the show is good. I I enjoy it. And I encourage everybody to watch it if you haven't seen it. It's a good time. As you were saying all that, I was trying to think of who of what characters I would equate them of the Discovery crew to in Next Generation, and I would I would have to say that Burnham is Riker. I mean, okay. they're they're both like first officers, basically. Saru is Data. Tilly or Killy is, um, fuck, what's his name? Barkley. Really? Yeah, like really nervous, but has a lot of potential. Uh, I guess. Mm. Don't they have a robot? They no. do. Is that person a robot or some kind of weird alien species? The white face one? The one with all the shit on their head. Like a, They look like a robot. They look like a Borg whatever. Uh, I thought it was a robot, but honestly, they don't really address that whatsoever. She talks once, and she doesn't sound like she talks like a person with a bunch of augments or something. Mm. So I don't know if she's an alien race that is just a cyber human, cyber creature alien thing, or if she's a human with a bunch of augments or something. There's one, there's two of them on the bridge, isn't there? There's two people like that. One chick just has like a circuit board on her, on the side of her head. And then there's one that looks like a robot. Okay. Yeah. The chick with the circuit board on the head, she's actually a real actress. She's been in stuff. Hmm. She's a person. (laughs) Fuck out of here. Something about her is cute. I like that. I like the thing on her eye. I want a bone chick with a thing on her eye like that. I think you think she's cute because the side of her head's shaved. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I like that yeah. head shave stuff. Me too. I'm all about that head shave nonsense. Mm-hmm. But you know, I understand. You had an accident at the barbershop? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> who who do you think if you you know, want to take a little bit and think about it, who do you think that uh Tilly would be? For characters of of the show? Yeah. If you had to equate her to anyone in Next Generation. Now, maybe there isn't 
a good. See, I don't. I, I think that way. I get where you're coming from with your your comparisons. I don't see that because the characters are way deeper, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but probably, I would say, I I would I think Michael my, what Michael said was fair. I think you know, Crusher. I think Barkley's good too, but she seems. She's got that whole like newbie thing going on, like Wesley did, but maybe more mature. And then she also has the whole Barkley thing. But Barkley had this kind of like bungling incompetence that <laughs> Tilly doesn't have. True. You know? Like Tilly knows her job. She's just bad in social situations. Barkley was bad in social situations and he knew his job, but he was a fucking bungler, man. Like, he's sloppy, and he did reckless things. You know, he's like, I'm going to fucking fuck Deanna Troy in the holop thing with nobody knowing about it. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, think James, about that. don't lie. Like, you wouldn't fucking do that. Of yeah, course, but I wouldn't but you do would lock it. the door. Yeah, and I wouldn't do it at work. On the work holop machine? I mean, come on. You think nobody's tracking The work holop machine. Like, there's any other one. Dude, you don't think they have an admin team who's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, man. You don't Apparently not. Me. No one's reviewing the logs. Nothing. Somebody's going to be reviewing those. I need syslog over there. Look, <laughs> here's what I think, okay? I think that everybody we know would do that. They'd be like, I'm going to fuck so-and-so today or whatever. Like, I want to fuck They do that person. in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. They just barely mention it, but they, they do that. Yeah, they have the hollow suites. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in... In uh, in this thing, like what he did, if he did that today, if this technology existed today, he'd be fired. He'd lose his job. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and on that show they found out, and because of the environment that the world was in when that show air aired, people were like, "It's kind of creepy, but okay, Barkley." You know, <laughs> and go we talk all watched to the it counselor. Through. Yeah, we all watched it, and I was like, okay, go talk to the counselor so you can walk back to your room with a hard dick, <laughs> you know? <laughs> fucking fucking Barkley, dude. And, I mean, honestly, I thought the, I thought so low of him after that, you know? I was like, that's I have a, it's a tremendously low opinion of him after that thing. And it took several shows with him in it for me to be like, oh, okay, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. All right. So, I don't know. Well, I... Maybe I'm uh, over. I'm I'm trying to no, equate characters where I shouldn't be. I appreciate no, Discovery I, for what it is. I get what you're saying, and I totally I see that I see the comparisons. I just think that I think that they did a lot to try to make a deeper exploration of characters, whereas the Star Treks that came after uh, Next Generation didn't really do a lot. Like, honestly, I can barely remember most of the characters unless they had some weird facial feature or they were had a weird notable moment, you know? Like Hoshi or uh, the chick with the fucking <laughs> nose ridges uh, on, on Deep Space Nine and the nose ring, the Bajoran chick, or yeah. Odo. Like, I can remember people who were fucking just weird or super hot, Seven of Nine, but most of them just kind of blend in because they all, like... Rigid captain, rigid XO, then like the security officer who is basically a Worf clone or is Worf, <laughs> you know, and then fucking uh, someone's kid or son, you know, and then uh, you have fucking 
uh, random engineer number two. Yeah, an engineer, a random per, a random engineer, uh, uh, the transporter guy, because that's important because of Scotty, and there always <laughs> has to be some transporter guy, you know? Like, do you really think chief of engineering would be running the fucking transporter? Of course not. That'd be a redshirt guy. That'd be Killy. That'd be Tilly running the <laughs> yeah. transporter. You know, ensign nobody, make nobody pants. If even an ensign, it'd be a chief probably. It'd be a chief, a chief warrant officer, a petty officer, something like that, doing that, that shit. That's who runs it in the next generation. Yeah, but no. What I mean is the chief of engineering, like, um, like they say, okay, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Brian. O'Brien, right? Is O'Brien just the transporter guy? In the next generation, he kind of is. Ugh. In Deep Space Nine, he's chief engineer. Okay. Yes. Yes. Huh. Okay. So, in 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 next generation, I feel sorry for him because he had the shittiest job on a thing. He's a grown ass man, not a new guy straight out of recruiting, and he's sending people on the transporter. That I don't understand. Okay. And if he's a chief. Let's assume he's the same rank or just below Jordy. Jordy no, no, is no, 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 no. What? Jordy is an officer. He's lieutenant commander. This guy is like a chief petty officer, third class, or some shit. You know, it's like so. How does he enlisted... become head of engineering as whatever? I don't In... know, but when they call him chief, they're not saying chief engineer. They're saying chief like. He's the transporter chief, or he's the chief, chief, chief of the boat. Yeah, he, chief of the boat, is, or something. He is the only engineer on Deep Space Nine. Right. So is it, I got yeah, you. Okay, so, yeah. but but his rank, his position might be chief engineer, mm-hmm. but his rank is not chief. lieutenant commander, blah, right. or something. You know, it's whatever. Right. I mean, chief, you have like whatever master chief in the military now. And they're not, you know, rank-wise, they're not an, I'll say, I'm going to assume they're not an officer, but they are, you know, top of their class skill-wise, and sure, sure, they sure. have the same yeah, senior respect Senior Chief Petty Officer. That's, That's his rank? It. Senior Chief Petty Officer, yeah. Yeah, see, they don't, unfortunately, I mean, we'd have to, we could, I'm sure we could Google this and it's all online somewhere, but they never make clear the rank structure of, especially in the next generation. Maybe they clear it up later, but... Not really. Yeah, it says, okay, in Deep Space Nine, it's like, well, Chief O'Brien is a senior chief petty officer, but his position is his, his position is chief of ops, and the highest rank in NCO is, is master chief petty officer, which for command division like lieutenant, command, which for command division is like lieutenant. Oh, so he's like, yeah, he's the highest ranking uh, NCO on... On Next Generation. He was the mm-hmm. high, highest ranking non-officer. Okay. So I, I Okay, so I take back what I said then. I can kind of imagine him being like, okay, the the, the captain or the, the, the head away team is leaving the ship. I'm going to take control and make sure they go safely. I'm not going to send a lackey. I, that, I, that I can understand now. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Mike. Yes, Mike. Eddie. Please watch Discovery. If you watch Altered Carbon, I'll watch. 
Ooh, no, no prior socks. agreement was made to watch. No, I think Ultra that's Carter. fair. I think that's a fair agreement. You agreed to watch it's Star very Trek Discovery good. before it started. It's very good. That's you. Okay, everybody who listens to the show, you've heard it here first. Michael and Evan have homework. Michael's gonna watch. Oh, wait, Michael is gonna watch Discovery, and Evan will watch Altered Carbon. Declined. Everyone agree? I decline. Evan, I decline to acquiesce to your request. Ugh. You could decline to acquiesce to my request. It's from Pirates of the Caribbean. It means uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to... Uh, uh, someone email us. Ed, email us and make that happen. Okay? Bully Michael and email us and harass Evan. But he'll send you a long diatribe about why <laughs> no is no. All right. He's like, no means no. <laughs> my spot. <laughs> no. Um... All right, so uh, let's jump on to here. We've been on that for like half the episode here. Um, so anyway, Full Metal Acolyte, out, Full, Full Metal Acolyte, Full Metal <laughs> Alchemist is a Japanese anime. It's got a live action movie that came out in, I want to say 2000, 2016, 2015, I don't know, something like that. And now it's on Netflix. Netflix bought the rights. They're calling it a Netflix original it's just a Japanese movie that aired in Japan, and now it's in America. It's coming out tomorrow on Netflix. Uh, it's probably going to be a very good close representation of what the anime was all about, but all crammed into one movie. It'll probably take on the storyline of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is the is said to be the best Full Metal Alchemist. If you want to see it, it's one of the one of the best animes. It's a great entry level anime, and the Japanese live actions are normally very good. So the trailer looks pretty cool. Um, there's a dub on, uh, Netflix, I believe also, if you want to see the dub. So that's all about that. Pretty cool stuff. The trailer's there if you want to watch it. Um, lots of CG, you know. Um, okay. Next up is something I discovered thanks to ETC news. There's a guy on YouTube called these knives only, and he reached the ranks. Uh, he reached the rank of now, honestly, you will never hear me talk about Call of Duty ever, okay? It has a bunch of crazy ranks. It's totally stupid, okay, to me. And it's it's just a dumb game. It's like the, the lowest bar of FPS shooter to me. Well, this guy reached level 56 Master Prestige, which is super hard, without ever shooting a single bullet in the game. <laughs> That's impressive. It's very impressive. Impressive. 100% knife kills and shovel kills. Okay? He didn't throw a single grenade. He didn't do anything. All Only only throwables he threw were knives and stun grenades, which can't kill anyone. Uh, so let me just read you some of these stats as I pull them up. He has 32,000 uh, 32, kills, 22,000 deaths. Okay, his KDR is 1.4. Uh, let's go to his, some of his firearm stuff. So if he uses a bayonet, he gets, it goes, the kill goes to the gun. So he has, if it's funny, you look at this, it's like M1, it's like a M1 1940, M1 1941 is this sub, this, this machine gun, this heavy machine gun. It says 271 kills, 24 multi kills. Time used two hours and three minutes. Headshots zero. Accuracy zero because he <laughs> never used the gun. He only used the bayonet that came with the gun. Um, and that goes on for a while, but some of the staggering things here, uh, 
So, here we go. The shovel. 8,198 kills, 785 multi-kills. He has, there's scenes where he's taken the shovel and thrown it, and he <laughs> will get a lucky kill across the map with the shovel. It'll hit some guy in the head across the map. It's fucking crazy, honestly. Uh, 225 kills with an ice pick, 27 multi-kills. Uh, 5,304 kills with a trench knife. Uh, zero kills with the Molotov. Uh, he uses the recon aircraft, uh, to get, to do recon and counter recon aircraft. So 10,000 assists with that and two and 20,000 or 2,000, um, 57 uses. He's never used any of the mortal or the, 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 any of the care packages that kill anyone. He's never used one of those care packages. Um, let me see if I can find his throwing knife. Here we go. Throwing knife. 15,000 kills with throwing knife. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. And so there's a there's a bouncing Betty. He has one kill with a bouncing Betty mine because he threw a stun grenade on it. And the stun grenade, when it blows up, it set off the bouncing Betty and it killed a guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, hmm. it's mind boggling. So if you're interested in this or you want to see the stats or you want to see some shots from his, his kills, some of his kill streaks and stuff, he's got a really cool channel and... It's all he does is use the knife. That's all he does. And honestly, I have no interest in Call of Duty footage, but I watched three of his videos the other day because um, I thought this was just so cool. And it's like literally, and and you think, okay, this guy runs around, he gets one kill, then he gets shot. No, this guy will run around, stab a guy in the chest, throw a knife, kill that guy, then run around, juke out another guy, stab another guy in the chest, <laughs> throw another knife, kill another guy, throw another knife, miss, throw another knife, kill the guy, then run up, stab his guy in the chest, then he'll get shot. Like he's really good. <laughs> he's really good, and it's pretty awesome watching him do it. So yeah, um, this is a this is quite the feat actually. Level fifty six, master prestige. So yeah, just something I thought that was interesting. Uh, the video is fourteen minutes long. worth worth looking at if you have some interest in that kind of thing. I'll definitely watch that. Yeah, yeah, and his channel is full of knife only stuff. So he has a, plays a lot of games knives only. Hmm. Um, all right. Um, yeah, my update. We don't have anything there. Nothing was delicious this week, so we'll move right along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evan's got something about lactation here. What is this? Like, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is this, Mike? Evan? Uh, it's actually about the World War II Pacific Theater, which uh, is a great way of saying uh, fighting. I like I like the word theater. Um, so apparently, James, there's a term which I was unfamiliar with called shibboleth or. Sh- Am I saying that correctly? It's like a challenge password if you don't know someone. Um, or like, like uh, you know, you knock on a door, a tiny eye window opens up, say, what's the password? That kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've just heard it calling a cha- challenge phrase or challenge. Okay. So apparently it was very common to use uh, challenge phrases with a lot of L's in them. Mm-hmm. So that Japanese the Japanese uh, oh. accent would immediately give them away. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I think it's very clever and yeah. kind of funny. So in the, I, I linked to a Reddit article that goes to a Wikipedia article. So you can go down the rabbit hole if you want to Mike. Um, but apparently mm-hmm. uh, one such phrase was Lollapalooza. So they were, they're saying, you know, if you heard someone say Rara Palooza, you like, Blast them. 
Jeez. Jesus. It's pretty crazy. Yep. Uh, the second link I have in here is a change that Google made quietly was uh, if you use Google image search, which I'm sure we all do fairly regularly, you used to have a view image button. However, that is now gone. And um, I believe it was to encourage users or searchers to visit the the pages the pages on which those images were hosted to, you know, get whatever ad revenue that those pages used or, you know, whatever that might be. So you can use Bing or DuckDuckGo or if you still use Google image search, the image, when you click on it and it enlarges, that image itself is hot linked, I guess. So you can open that image in a new tab, uh, even without the view image button. So there's several ways around it. But just in case you didn't already realize. Hmm. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Yep, yep, yep. All right. That's so crazy. I saw this story. Uh, I just have one thing in here. So this guy was skiing. Um, the, he was he's from Canada. He was on oh. a ski trip to New York. I heard about this. <laughs> and he was reported missing by his friends. He turned up a week later in California with no memory of how he got there. It's a hell of a bachelor party. Yeah, apparently. So I'm like, man, is this real? You know, like, maybe he went on a bender or maybe, you know, I don't know. But he but knew who he was, right? He did know who he was. Okay. He has no memory of how he got there. And he was wearing the same ski jacket. And <laughs> Sounds like he hit something. And uh, became a victim of amnesia. Because contrary to what most people think, amnesia does not erase your old memories. It makes it very difficult to form new ones. Aren't there two different kinds of amnesia? I don't know. You tell me, Doc. Well, I thought there was anterograde, which Mm -hmm. is the kind you're talking about. And there's retrograde, which is the kind you're talking about that doesn't exist, quote-unquote. Touche. I will investigate. But uh, maybe you're right. Maybe Or maybe one is far more common than the other. You know? But anyway. So. Yeah, he was uh, found in Northern California, 3,000 miles from where he originally disappeared. Um, he had a new, a new phone on him, $1,000 cash. No ID and a fresh haircut. Looking fly. What the <laughs> hell? Yeah. Very, very odd. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, I think I think this guy <laughs> went off and did some dirt and then <laughs> said, fuck it, and kept it moving and said, I'm just going to do I don't care. I'm going to just, let's fuck it. Who gives a shit? Fuck the reality. I'm just going to go and do whatever I want to do. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. They're going to dig into this and find out, oh, he did some dumb shit. He did some, he fucking was fucking his way through New Mexico or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. Have videotapes of him getting his dick wet all over the United States. Yeah, don't worry, it'll come out. 
It always does. Should be an interesting story. Yep. So James, you got anything for us? Uh, no, I got the that's uh the hyper hyperconverged video, the explanation of uh, oh, it's yeah. about it's Nutanix over um it's it's a uh, OpenStack over Nutanix, but the guy does a little bit of compute and explaining what the Nutanix hyperconverged architecture is all about in the beginning. Then a link to the Denning coil uh the AR stuff Denning coil and Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale trailer there, so you can see that. Um, it's like Honestly, if you just want to get a good idea of some really cool implementations of AR, this is a good, this a few minutes of it, a few like little four minutes long, it's worth your time to watch. I think it's really cool. I think it'll spark some thought processes of what could be. So um, the Denning Coil one's a little bit harder because it's in Denning Coil, it's so part, it's so a part of their world. The the author or the 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 guy who made this show or the comic book doesn't even go into it. It just is a thing that exists, and you kind of suss it out on your own because it's so a part of their world. It's not even worth talking about to them. It's like talk. It's like if we talked to somebody about if like we gave exposition on why refrigerators exist. You know, mm-hmm. they just don't do it. You know, which I like honestly. I hate shows that give us all this unnecessary exposition because it's it's immersion breaking and it makes me feel like oh I'm new to this story. Even though I am, I would rather figure out on my own what's happening. You know, just from like clever plot plot points and things. So, and he does that very well here. It's very well executed. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I've got. Cool. Thank you for that, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you. Uh, okay, uh, you guys, have any last 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 minute notes? I do not. I'm gonna uh, make that uh, survey. I'm gonna I'm gonna need input from survey you guys says. for the uh, French fries. Right? Uh huh. So I'll need some input from you guys, um, but we can talk about that offline. And then uh, we'll post it on the uh, on the website, mm-hmm. so we can get some feedback from our listeners here on who has the best French fries, right? The best fast food French fries, right? Exactly. No write-ins. No I'm kidding. No, I don't <laughs> know. No, no. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. No write-ins. Sounds good. Sounds good. Survey coming. Okay, well, as always, it's been an honor to have you guys and gals listening to our show. We have a lot of fun doing this. I personally enjoy this every week. Michael has told me many times he hates doing the show, but I have talked him into staying on the show several times because I'm a good friend and I love our listeners. Um <laughs> Sure. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> no, but anyway, it's it's great having you guys on the show. Thank you for coming back. Uh, not you guys, but the guys listening to us. Thanks for coming back, and uh, please keep listening to us. Let us know if you have any problems. You can hit us up at feedback at islepanelpodcast.com. And on our social media, it's facebook.com uh, slash islepanelpodcast. Um, Instagram at islepanelpodcast. Twitter at islepanelpodcast. And... Uh, you can get all the goodies on our website. If you're not following us on Google play iTunes or anything else, just go to iopanelpodcast.com and you can see the latest show up there. So, uh, yeah. And I just scrolled back and you can go back and listen to the first show there, you know, or the, or an episode here called episode three B, which tells me <laughs> there was a fuck up along the way somehow. So yeah, there's all kinds of goodies there. You can hear us, uh, how we matured over the thing. So we appreciate you guys coming out and listening and, uh, we will see you next time.
Perfect. 